Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. Uh, just thankful for all those that are tuning in. If it's your first time, welcome. If you're tuning in on Spotify, of course, if you like what you hear, if you would, give me a five-star rating. I'd appreciate it. If you're tuning in and like what you hear and listening on Apple Podcasts, if you would, give me a five-star rating and review I'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. Now on to the show. Now, before we get started in the show, of course, I'm going to have a, my rant. I usually do, of course, get something off my chest, of course, to get it off your, your chest segment. Before I get into that, I'm going to tell everybody this month's shows will be spectacular. They will be great. And they will be honoring women for Women's History Month. History Month. Now, not only will we be honoring women, we'll be honoring black women this entire month. Every single guest on the show for the entire month of March will be a black woman. I wanted to show my appreciation for you all. Love you all. You're great. You're magnificent. And I felt there wasn't a better way than to highlight and give the wonderful guests that I have lined up their flowers for the entire month of March. I appreciate you all. I thank you all for doing the great, wonderful things that you do. Now, the first guest I do have for this month is Miss Corita Parks. She's going to tell you a little bit about herself. Uh, we're going to talk uh, a little bit about her, uh, what all she does, um, you know, just her journey, all those different things. We're going to do that a little later. But as promised, up first, get it off your chest segment. Now, for those that know me, they know I have a daughter. August 25th, 2013 was the day that changed my life forever. Of course, it changed my life forever when I was awoke, waking. I was woke up at uh, about one in the morning. By my wife telling me that, oh, it was time to go to the hospital. Of course, you know, I was a little groggy. Didn't quite catch what she said at first, but then it hit me. The baby's coming. So we raced to the hospital, me, my wife, and my mother-in-law, who was with us, uh, staying with us at the time. And later on in that day, my daughter, Amani Elise Patton, was born. And ever since that day, I've enjoyed being a father and, you know, just she brings a smile to my face every time I think about her. And every time, you know, I'm around her, I want her to be happy and smiling and just enjoying life. 
And, you know, that that's important for me to be an example for her. I wouldn't want to introduce her to anything that would make her feel sad or anything that could hurt her. Now, as far as hurting people or making her feel sad, she does have moments, of course, where she does get in trouble and things like that. But nowhere near would I want her to have the feeling of some of the women that were not had their that had their claims ignored or not taken serious by a Mr. Art Browse. For those that don't know, Art Browse used to be the coach at Baylor. And of course, he was a very successful and innovative coach there and did a lot of good things in terms of on the the football field in terms of, you know, coaching and, you know, getting putting players in position to make plays. Unfortunately, it was the things he did off the field that drew the ire of many people. What he did was, you know, there was many calls of potential uh, rapes from or, or sexual assaults from his former players. There was it went over years. And usually in any instance like that, there's going to be someone to report those things or, you know, those claims. You would think maybe our brows would say something, right? Unfortunately, he did not. Those cases piled up. Nobody really believed those women or stood up for those women. And it was almost like no one was there for them. So they were dejected, probably, probably pissed off. And I mean, a few other emotions as well. And of course, eventually he was let go by Baylor because this, uh, the, all these cases and all these things he didn't react on. Now, of course he didn't break any NCAA rules, but this goes beyond that. This is dealing with people's lives and just ignoring and allowing his players to do whatever and whenever and not holding them accountable and putting up with that foolishness. But he did all in the name to win, which it's pretty good and terrible. Now, fast forward to the beginning of this year, and Hugh Jackson is named the head coach of Grambling State University. You know, you're wondering, hey, he got hired, uh, who he's going to bring in as assistants. Then the rumors started. Could it be Art Browse is going to be his offensive coordinator? Could it be that he's going to hire him knowing his past and the things that he didn't do at Baylor that he should have? Oh, no, he's not going to hire him. He's not going to hire him. Oh, then news broke. He did. Of course, he had to be approved by the board of regents and all those type of things at uh, Gramley State. I don't know how far that got. But obviously there was a bunch of frustration and not very much happiness in the decision that was made. And 
as time went on a little bit on a little, little bit longer there was outcries and then art browse said that he was going to resign or step away or not take the position because he didn't want to be a distraction now why did we get to this point to begin with did anyone not read the room did anyone not understand what all was going on and what all his past entailed? Now, he's going to be around. He would be. He would have been around college kids again, again. After what happened at Baylor, now he may have given an apology, and some people say, "Hey, he may he needs a second chance or anything of that nature or whatever," but. You know, if you think about it, think about the dozens of, of of cries he ignored of women that had been mistreated by his players. So if you think about all of those cases, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And I'm losing track of how many chances he had to come correct. And yet he didn't. And I believe there's still a case pending out there at this time, too. The fact that he was even thought of to get this job with his history, it, it speaks volumes to what was going on here. I mean, honestly, he should have never been considered for the job. Sure, he can do great things offensively. With, with, you know, he can do great things for offense. But what about the growth of young men? I mean, not every one of these young men is going to be a pro football player. And also it's up to a coach, not necessarily just to teach them about football, but also to teach them about life. That's the real thing that a coach does as well as being a, a, a preparer of, of someone on the football field. So in this aspect, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed that it even got this far with Hugh Jackson, even bringing him in. And, but it's not only on him, but the administration knew what was going on and still allowed this to happen, too. So all of them deserve some blame for this scenario. Now, you know, I, I'm I'm you know, some people may say, hey, he deserves a second chance or anything like that. I ask this question to those people that don't uh, that talk about second chances. And is he not supposed to do this or is he not supposed to do that? Do you have a daughter? Once again, I say, do you have a daughter? I do. Her name is Amani Elise Patton, born August 25th, 2013. And I will tell you this. I wouldn't be a very happy man if I knew that guy was hired and my daughter went to a school where he is coaching. Just going to leave it at that. That's my, so get, that's what I had to get off my chest. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when you come back, you'll be listening to me and Corita Parks on touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Pat. Do you feel the need, the need for speed? Yeah, I know we're not living in Top Gun times. But if you have a middle or high school student 
looking to gain speed or you are a collegiate or professional athlete that's wanting to get faster, then you need to check out Hulk Flash Performance, a partner of X3 Performance located at Boost Fit Club in Nashville, Tennessee. Middle schoolers, you can train up to two times a week for $200 and high schoolers, three times a week for $300. Now, let me give you some facts about speed training. Speed training is a skill that grows like a tree, meaning you could see quick and dramatic improvements, but for the best results, those happen over long periods of time. Are you ready to commit to the process? If so, you can fill out the form at form.jotform.com backslash 212-725-252-786056. Again, that is form.jotform.com backslash 212-725-252-786056. And someone will contact you as soon as possible. Let's sit, let's get you to top speed with Hulk Flash Performance. Welcome back to Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And of course, this is March. This is Women's History Month. And all month, we will be having black women on the show. I chose to do that. If you don't like it, you can tune out now. But we're going to have my beautiful black queens on the show all week. First one up, had to bring her back. Got to do it. You know, Miss Karita Parks. What's going on? Hey, I'm glad to be back. Always a pleasure to join you. This time, no ranting. So, <laughs> <laughs> and people still uh, send me comments about that rant. They're like, "Man, she was feeling it." <laughs> Yo, when I listened to that, I listened to it on my way home um, when I was driving. I was like, "Yeah, I went all the way in. I barely left." <laughs> <laughs> You did. You did. I was like, wow. I, I, you know, I was like, wow, man, I made a good choice to let her do this one this week. She had a lot to get off her chest. And I said, <laughs> I wasn't going to be that long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this the following week, uh, Brandon Galloway, he did ran on the Titans and he, he went off for about 17 to 20 minutes. So Ooh. he, he, uh, yeah, <laughs> he had a lot. Wow. To say. Was that right <laughs> after the um, playoff loss? No, no, that was, a, I gave him about a week or two to stew on it. Okay, he was still mad, though. <laughs> yeah, he, he, oh, he's going to be mad until the season starts. But, you know, it's either here nor there. We'll get into that or talk about that another time. But we want to talk about you. Can you please let everyone know about your career and what you do? Of course. Well, I do a lot, but. The well, hey, we got time. The foundation of it all is uh, my background is in PR. So I'm the owner of Parks PR. That is where I started. And then maybe a couple years into having Parks PR, I started to cross over into sports. And so now I'm a reporter and that's really taken off. I'm the owner of Double Tate Sports, which is my own sports platform. And then I'm also a freelance reporter for various outlets, the three-point conversion. I cover the Washington Commanders for Sports Journey. I cover the Wizards and the Mystics. And like I said, with my own platform, Double Take Sports, I really focus on 
any content, sports content that I'm interested in, but I like to do more thought pieces on Double Take Sports and kind of look at things from a different perspective. So that's really who I am. I do sports and PR. Like, like I said, my career started in PR. I'm originally from Jacksonville, Florida. I went to school for communications and that's really what I studied. Right out of school, I started working at the World Golf Foundation, which uh, particularly the first T, which is their junior golf program. And at the time, it was like more focused on growing the game of golf in diverse communities. And I would say working that particular job really gave me an appreciation for golf. Um, I got to see some things that I probably would have never seen without working at the first T. I went to all these nice, beautiful golf courses, the world famous Pebble Beach in California. Um, so it was a really amazing experience. I went to the TPC Sawgrass in uh, Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida for that tournament where I got to see people like Tiger Woods at the time. Um, so that's just an experience I really, really do appreciate. And then from there, I went to work for a um, communications agency, and that's where my entrepreneurial spirit kind of sparked up. And this that's when I was like, you know what? At some point, I want to have my own company. And when I moved to Washington, the Washington, D.C. area from Florida, that is when I started Parks PR. And I began working with all kinds of different clients. Um, my first client actually that was a really great opportunity. I did PR work with Super Bowl and some events, um, Pro Player Insiders, also Donovan Darius Foundation, um, NFL Draft. The list really goes on. Uh, Black Enterpriser, Golf and Tennis Weekend. So really built my career doing a lot of sports PR. But I also worked with uh, small businesses and entrepreneurs as well. But during that time, like I mentioned, when working for uh, Pro Player Insiders, I was doing PR for them. And that exposed me a little bit more into Super Bowl. That was um, the event that I was working with them for. And I got to see the reporter side of things. And when I was younger, my aspiration was actually to be in broadcast journalism. So that really brought things full circle. You know, I told the owner that I was interested in doing some writing and the first event she sent me to was the NFL draft and the rest has been history. I, I've really grown in both spaces and I feel very lucky to have two careers that merge, quite honestly, because um, I've done a lot of the merging of sports and PR. I speak a lot, do video a lot on topics related to sports and I put a PR spin on it. So I feel very lucky to have an opportunity to be kind of best of both gotcha gotcha and uh definitely if you haven't checked out the videos that she does on uh that, that Karita does on on you know different sports different uh things going on you, you're missing out because she definitely gives you a unique angle and what i will say also is is that we were the best team at, at the super bowl in atlanta oh, especially absolutely. on the red carpet on the red carpet remember <laughs> we the red carpet at the nfl honors we tag team Mike was so unselfish. I will I will say that. Like there were interviews. Mike was like, You want this interview? You know, and like we really divided and conquered. So we, we definitely did that. Yeah. Well at Arizona, we back. We back in Arizona. We back. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go from uh from uh DC mm -hmm. and Arizona we'll talk whatever, you know, talk we've had. We're gonna go right back to home, which is Duval. 
and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know we had to talk about it one good time. What do you think of the coaching hire of Doug Peterson? You know, I'm on the fence about it. So Doug Peterson, he had great success in Philly. And, you know, he showed himself to be a very competent coach. However, I'm always skeptical about another coach or another player duplicating their success with the Jaguars in particular, because I just haven't seen that happen. I hope to see it happen, but I think time will definitely tell. I do believe that based on where the Jaguars are at, just needing to revitalize the fanfare, you know, needing the leadership. Um, I still believe Byron Lethwich would have been the better choice, but I can live with Doug Peterson. He I, he seems to be a stable, <laughs> some stability at the co head coach position. You know he's going to make good decisions. I do think the players will respect him, especially being that he won a Super Bowl and he just comes across professional. I do remember from covering the Super Bowl in Minneapolis, that's when Philadelphia was there. I do remember seeing the players being so relaxed, even at their media conferences. They were walking around. You might remember this too, Mike. They were walking around yeah. the mall. They were at the amusement parks with their families. And this is Super Bowl. So that's the culture that he built. And they were comfortable doing that. And they were just light about it. Like they knew they had to take care of business, but they had a light approach to it. So I assume that that is how he will handle the Jacksonville Jaguars and the players. Well, I remember a lot of things about Minneapolis, and I definitely remember the cold up there, too. Oof, goodness. It was very cold. <laughs> it, was, it was, yeah. But what I will say is they had a good setup in the sense of you only had to leave the mall if you were going to, like, a major event somewhere. <laughs> right, like the, uh, the Justin Timberlake press conference, like that. Yeah, then you had to leave, and I don't even think Justin Timberlake was there. He was, like, there. What's he, uh, he was there. I was I there. Remember. Okay, okay. I was there. Mm -hmm. How did I forget that? Um, I don't know, but we were, uh, I know, I see uh, AJ from 106 and Park was there, and I Kevin Frazier, because they literally were sitting both, one was sitting beside me and one was sitting behind me. You're right, you're right. <laughs> <clears throat> I remember a lot about that trip, but I don't know how I, I don't know how I forgot that Justin actually was there. But hey, <laughs> yeah, Glad Man, I, I remember. I remember AJ and um, AJ and Justin Timberlake throwing the football while he was answering questions. I, I remember that that part you still. Memory of that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, definitely want to talk about a few other things now. We talked about, you know, how you got started and things like that, but how was it uh, just growing up in Jacksonville with um, having a, a feeling of wanting to, you know, broadcast journalism and wanting to go into that field? Well, I, I don't know if I could say it would be easy in Jacksonville or not, but Jacksonville's a small market. So I think the actual challenge with it being a small market is a lot of those broadcasters have been there literally my entire life. <laughs> like even when I go home now, a lot of those broadcasters are still on TV. So it just may have been hard to get a job there for that for that reason. But growing up in Jacksonville and having that aspiration, you know, 
I watched the news and that's kind of how I got into wanting to be in broadcast journalism was watching the local news. You know, I would write scripts based off of that. So it was still a learning experience, but I just think because it's a small market, it just would have been a little bit more difficult to actually get a job there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, <clears throat> I will say that you, you've definitely done a lot of great things over the time you have, you know, been, you know, doing PR and writing stories and, you know, just doing the, all the things that you do. Can you tell us about something that means, uh, you know, your, your moment that you felt like you arrived or you made it in doing sports or PR? Hmm. That's a really, really good question. I can I can start with the PR side. You know, I I think that I felt like I made it in PR because a lot of my clients were word of mouth. And that says a lot to me. I was doing a good job to the point where I was just getting recommended to all kinds of different people. And I mean, that's how I I started working with Donovan Darius, who's a former Jaguars player, worked with his foundation. That was word of mouth. Um, so I would say I felt like I definitely arrived at that point. But also just being an entrepreneur, just going for it and working with clients like Penny Hardaway, um, having getting Penny Hardaway interviews in the New York Times getting him interviews with Sirius XM, you know, just working with that caliber of athlete and working with the caliber of clients that I have been able to work with. To me, that really says a lot about my abilities and for them to trust a company that they didn't necessarily work with before um, and being able to sell them on what I bring to the table yeah, I mean, I guess there's many moments where I felt like I arrived with Parts PR because that was definitely my own. You know, I started that from the ground up. And like I said, to work with some of the clients that I worked with and to have done some of the work that I've done to get my clients, you know, to work with small brands that no one has heard of, that's difficult. And to be able to get them articles in magazines such as usa today um to get them on morning shows repeatedly that takes that speaks to my talent and i and i'm a brag on myself because i don't usually do that but it speaks to my talent and there is an art to pr and i really want to say that because there's a lot of people who think they can do pr and they just start doing pr but there's an art to pr and it takes that knowledge and it takes a certain talent to be able to pitch the, those media outlets, especially when you're working with, uh, like I said, brands that don't have a name and to be able to um, see the results that I have been able to get for them. It, it really says a lot. Like it's very satisfying because for that client to go from having no media portfolio to a large media portfolio, it speaks to a lot. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely speaks to your talent. Definitely speaks to your talent and uh, your abilities as well. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. And then on the sports side, mm, oh man, I just think that 
I really felt like I arrived on the sports side just that first NFL draft I covered because, I mean, like I said, that was my first assignment. And to be given that as your first assignment, especially starting out as a reporter, that's when I knew I had to take advantage of the opportunity. And I really went from... I mean, I just locked in immediately. And it, and from there, I just kept going, you know, multiple Super Bowls, other NFL drafts, other events, um, now covering teams locally. But I really feel like that first event, the NFL draft, it just really showed me like, hey, this is possible and you can make something out of this. And I really feel like from there, I just kept going. Well, it's definitely uh, sounds like you, you've uh, definitely locked in and uh, definitely shown everyone that your talents not only belong in one place or another, but you're not one person to fit in a box. You're definitely creating your own routes and creating your own avenues. Um, I want to play a little game. Okay. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you two uh, choices. Okay. I'm going to need you to pick one. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, I got five of them. All right. Football or basketball? Oh, man, you're going to do me like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> football, I mean, I, I love covering basketball, and I love basketball, but there is just nothing like the atmosphere of the NFL, I, and I just love football. All right, Jacksonville or D.C.? Oh, D.C., I love Jacksonville, hometown, um, family. I love the weather. I love being from Florida. I love being a Florida girl, the Floridian. But there's just so many more possibilities in D.C. So much to do. My career has grown here way more than it would have grown in Jacksonville. Um, like I said, there's always something to do. I'm here with like in the with the monuments, the White House. So DC's become home. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I'm a proud Duval girl. <laughs> All right. You better get that right before they come for you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> now I've got another one for you. Beyonce or Janet? Oh, hmm. I threw you off a little Janet. bit with that I'm one, gonna, right? I'm going to go with Janet because she's the original I, I love Beyonce. I mean, I think they're different. They bring different things to the table, but I'm going to go with Janet. I mean, she paved the way for so many artists. That's my choice. All right. I, I'll never forget Rhythm Nation. But uh, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> now I've got another one for you. Wale or Plies? <laughs> Plies all day. <laughs> <laughs> Plies, I love Plies. <laughs> One of oh, my, my favorite songs, this is going to show I'm from Florida, is the DJ Khaled, I'm So Hood, because <laughs> it's all the Florida artists. It's Plies, Rick Ross, you got um, T-Pain up in there. Love that song, but Plies. All, <laughs> <laughs> all right, and last one. Mumbo sauce or hot sauce? Really, I mean, I, I know mumbo sauce is a DC thing, and you know, it's cool, but I'm not from DC, I'll never be from DC, so hot sauce is good with me. I'm telling everybody, I'm telling, I'm telling uh, a couple people I know, you know, 
<laughs> I'm, still, I'm still from the South. It's hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, you know, that, that ends that, that question and, and uh, that this or that moment, I should say. Um, but um, I have to ask you one other question. What woman would you say kind of inspired or kind of influenced you in terms of your career and where your career, you believe your career is heading? You know, I said this on a like another show, I think maybe a year or two ago, but I personally really do admire, um, and this is specific to the sports reporting side, uh, Pam Oliver. I don't believe that she, she gets the credit that she deserves sometimes. But, you know, what I really like about her is that it was good old fashioned hard work that got her to where she is. No, you know, social media wasn't as prevalent throughout most of her career. Um, so there wasn't all the gimmicks that people do and being an influencer and all that. It was like she was just good at her job. And she's still good at her job, you know, to have that kind of longevity. And to have the trust that she has with the players, like even Lamar Jackson, I remember him saying, yes, ma'am, right? Well, Lamar is, he's polite anyway, but, you know, <laughs> you just know he had respect for her and all the players that talk to her, they have respect for her. And I feel like in my career, I want to be extremely good at what I do. I want to be in it for the long haul. And most importantly, I want to be respected. And so I think that Pam Oliver, she encompasses all of those things. Um, also, she's been she's resilient because, you know, there's been so much criticism of her sometimes. And she just turns the other cheek and continues to do her job. So there's a lot that I admire about her and a lot that I appreciate about her um, that she brings to the table. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I will say we here at touring the AFC South, we definitely got a bunch of love for Pam Oliver. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Absolutely. She is the original. The original. The original OG. <laughs> there, is no, <laughs> there is no Christina Pink without her. Exactly. There is. So um, I want to uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being the uh, first uh, guest for uh, Women's History Month. Uh, those who are listening now, there will be more. There will be actually more shows this month. Yes, I'm doubling it up uh, every week. There will be more shows this month. There will be more beautiful black women on this show for Women's History Month. Karina, you got to give them where they can find you at, where your social media, all what you're working on. I know the Triple Dub podcast is coming out with another show, so you got to talk about that too. <laughs> well, first of all, I just want to like thank you again for having me. And allowing me to be the one to kick off your Women's History Month episodes. And just thank you always for your support and your appreciation of everyone's craft, but especially Black women. Um, so you're definitely the guy to do this. Other than that, you can find me on social media at Karita C. Parts. That's where I post all of my work. And that's on all social media outlets. Also, you can follow me at Double Take Sports. That's at DBL Take Sports. That, once again, is my sports media company. On the NBA side, we have the Triple Dub Pod. That's with me and three of my other colleagues. Uh, we talk Wizards. We do have a show dropping soon. Um, where we had NBC Sports Washington's Chase Hughes on with us. So definitely tune in to the Triple Dub. That's at Triple W Pod 
on all social media outlets. And other than that, I'm covering the Wizards right now. So you can follow that. I'll be writing. And once again, like I said, Triple Dub Pod. Um, we're in combine season. So that means the draft is coming up. And I cover the Washington Commanders. So look out for some of my analysis there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I will say my guest uh, coming on next week will uh, probably have a nice, good bit of information going on with the draft. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I definitely uh, thank you for coming on. I thank everyone for listening and watching. You've been uh, tuned in to Touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. We're out.